life your way. Ladies, are you tired of feeling stressed, emotionally overwhelmed, and living your gift of life how others think you should? Well, here at Your Life Your Way, we talk about breaking cycles of generational and societal conditioning that just might be affecting your health, relationships, work, and your children. So if you're ready for less stress, more courage, a healthier you, and your relationships, ladies, if you're ready to finally feel safe being you, guilt-free, then welcome to the Your Life Your Way community. I'm your host, Kathleen McDermott. In today's episode, we are once again back with Liz Kleppa from Closet Play Image. This episode is actually part of the Relationship Rescue Summit. Liz is, how can I say, I've said so much about Liz before, but I just, I really think the world of her and she just is someone who I, as I've said in the interview that I don't know as I've ever seen her not smiling. I'm sure she doesn't smell hundred percent of the time, but boy, most of the time. Liz is able to find the magic in our closets. And I know that might sound strange, but I know I never thought about what was really going on in my closet. And I don't just mean, you know, what's hanging there, but what's what's behind the stuff that's in there. And you may also ask, what in the world does my closet, your closet, have to do with a relationship? Well, this is what Liz is going to help us with today in this interview. And it's amazing the things that are part of life that we just don't ever think of as having an effect on our relationships. So Liz, as I said, is the owner of Closet Play Image. She is a stylist, a wardrobe consultant, and she is a just a host of, you know, a wealth of information as to how we can feel really, really, really good about ourselves when we step out of the house. So here's Liz. Hello, welcome to the Relationship Rescue Summit. I'm your host, Kathleen McDermott, and I am so honored to have our first guest, Liz Kleba. She is the founder of Closet Play Image. And today, Liz is going to be talking about how she fits into relationship rescues. Because we're talking about areas of life that affect all relationships. And with Liz's expertise in um, being a wardrobe and color consultant and an image consultant, and I think the fantastic way to refer to her is the wardrobe whisperer. Whisper, and it's almost like having a stylist in your pocket, as I once heard her say too, and I love that too. She is fabulous, and I am so anxious to have you hear of her personal journey how what she does is more than just how we get up, throw on our clothes and go on our day. And how exactly does that carry over to every relationship that crosses our path? So Liz, thank you. Welcome for being here. Welcome. Thank you. And welcome. So happy you're here. (laughs) Thank you so much for your invitation. It's always a treat to spend time with you, Kathleen. Same, same back at you. All right. So yeah, I guess It's funny because what I do as an image worker and color consultant is a lot of times people will say to me, well, one of the things that some people get really defensive when they find out what I do for a living. And it's interesting because some people will go, oh, well, you know, nobody cares what I wear anyway. Interesting. Or they get super, um, like they can get combative, like, 
why would anybody want to deal with that, right? We in our culture have a really big disconnect because we are obsessed with what we are obsessed with image and what things look like, but we want to pretend it doesn't matter at all. Um, and there's a whole historical context that I could go into that goes back to, you know, our Puritan beginnings, et cetera, et cetera. Probably not the place for this here. But when people find out what I do, like I said, they often get defensive. And it it's interesting because when they say, well, nobody cares what I wear. Yes, you care what you wear, whether you know it or not. I mean, we have literally millennia of history that shows that it matters what you wear. I mean, cave people adorned themselves. They wore animal skins and heads for things. It was important to them because they understood the power of clothing that we like to deny all the time in our world today. Um, so it's interesting to me that, you know, we have like I said, millennia of historical evidence that shows it. And we have modern history and science that actually shows that what you wear matters as well. But not only does it matter to the people around you, it matters to you. What we wear affects our own self-perception and our own efficacy. Um, there's, there's data and science that I could dive into if you want to hear it. Um, but when we feel like we look good, we feel better about ourselves. It's just, it's very simple. And we, we like to forget that. And it's a lot of times people will say, wear what makes you feel good. Right. And I'm kind of on that page, but I think they're missing the two words that end that sentence because I can wear my jammies. My jammies make me feel good. Right. True. Uh, my yoga clothes make me feel good, True. right? But they don't make me feel good about myself necessarily. That's the difference. And there's the difference. And so when somebody says, wear what makes you feel good, we're missing those last two words about yourself, about you. Wear what makes you feel good about you. Um, and sometimes people will be, well, you know, I don't want to be too dressed up. People will say things. They'll ask me, why are you so dressed up? Is you know, is there something special going on? I don't want to call attention to myself. Well, you know what? You woke up this morning. That's worth celebrating. I'm sorry. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Not everybody. I, I'm sick. I made it to 60. I am perfectly happy to, to, you know, show up every morning because guess what? I got another day today. Not everybody gets another day. And I think, and if, you know, and if you feel uncomfortable because you feel like you don't fit in or you're overdressed for the occasion. I think my answer to that frequently is, you know, people will talk no matter what. So give them something to talk about. Right. But yes. Why are you so dressed up? Is there something special? Yes. Life is special. I'm, spe I'm special. You're special. Everybody's a special snowflake. Right. So the answer to that is there's something special. Yeah. Yeah. It's special. I'm here today. And there's nothing wrong with that because if you just say that once, people will stop asking. They will stop making the comment because they will be, they will, they will adapt and adjust to you looking special. That's all there you is. You might to even it. be an inspiration to them to experiment a little bit. Yes, you may be. And you know, and if you can spread a little joy and a little sunshine wherever you go, it's not a bad idea. 
I don't know. I personally, you know, why not make the world around you a brighter place? Agreed. We need so much more of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, literally, I did it with red lipstick this morning because, because red lips are powerful. And it's, it's funny how we, we forget the importance of the little things. Yeah. Right. I mean, what do you have in your, you know, are you wearing something you love today? Kathleen, I'll ask the question. Are you wearing something? I love the colors. I love, it has a whole bunch of what my fave colors are and it just makes me feel joyful. Good. And I'm glad to hear that. So when you see yourself, like right, right at this moment, we're on a screen, so you can actually see yourself. But people, well, I don't see myself. You do, though. You catch a picture of yourself every time you walk past a mirror. When you walk past a window, you are seeing your reflection. Whether you're actually looking at yourself or not, you are catching a vision of yourself. And what vision do you want to see during the day, right? Do you want to do you want to see a self that is supporting you and that feels good and that you can smile at or do you just want to go slumping by the window you know and I get it there's some days where you just can't get out of your jammies okay or you're just not going to get out of your yoga wear because or whatever it is but those should be the exceptions not the rule we got into particularly during covid right the world yeah, got into yeah, the world got into, I don't want to say, you know, bad habit, but the world just got easy about getting dressed. We'll just leave it at that. And a lot of people joke, well, you know, nothing fits anymore. I've got, I've got the COVID-19, right? The 19 pounds, whatever. Okay. But you still probably have things in your closet that fit you and that make you feel good. And if you don't, then that's something you need to repair because it's time it's time to get dressed. I mean, not just, not just like, oh, it's time on my clock or time on my watch. Oh, I got to get dressed now for my day. But it's time to use the power of that to make you feel good and to affect not only your relationship with yourself, your relationship with your closet affects your relationship with yourself and those around um, around you. Um, I, when I was a classroom teacher, Um, I could tell how my students would react by what I wore during the day. And I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, if there's any other classroom teachers out there, like you do not wear red on a day when they are taking a standardized test. Hmm, You you know, because you do not want to be drawing their attention away from what they're supposed to be doing. And our eye is drawn to red biologically, unless you are colorblind and don't see red, and there there are some people like that, but we are drawn to red because a a lot of things in nature that we can eat are red, right? Interesting. A lot of fruits are red. So brightly colored things draw our eye. So if I'm teaching in a classroom, I don't want to do a whole lot of eye drawing on a standardized testing day. Now on a day where I need their full attention on me, for sure. But it's about, you know, your wardrobe is a tool. You can use it to your benefit or you could ignore it and end up tripping over yourself, not realizing what kind of effect you're having on the people around you. I used to, um, I had a student, she sparkles. 
she sparkles. Yeah. And I did that intentionally. I sparkle because I want, I want there to be something sparkly because I want them to keep their eye on me because I was teaching a foreign language. Their focus needed to be on me as we were having a conversation. And I get it. I mean, I lost, I lost my style mojo. Yeah. I lost my style mojo when I was, when I, when I, right before I had started teaching, it was like, we're so defined, particularly as women, by our relationships, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I start my life as so-and-so's daughter, and then I'm so-and-so's student, and then I'm so-and-so's girlfriend, and so-and-so's fiance and wife. And then you, then you go through a real patch if you have children where you're, yes. you are their mother, right? You cease <laughs> to exist as except that so-and-so's mom, right? <laughs> now, and now I'm so-and-so's grandma. So are you. It's, yep. it's a yep. best it's job a beautiful ever. Thing. <laughs> best job ever. Oh, I could have just done them first. Anyway, but we are so defined by our relationships that when we go through those transitions in life, maybe we are no longer married, or maybe our children have moved out. And all of a sudden, it's like, we get to define ourselves. There comes to be a point where we get to define ourselves. And that's a powerful part of our lives, because all of a sudden, oh, I, I, get, to, I get to make this up for myself. And that can be scary, right? Mm-hmm. That can be very scary. And I remember I was at a Starbucks Uh, bless, bless the barista's heart. Anyway, I'm at Starbucks and I'm standing there. I'm waiting to be served. And somebody came up behind me and he served her. And I was getting ready to like say something. And I thought, no, this is an experiment. I want to see how long it was just after I had let my hair go gray. And I thought, huh, I'm going to see how long it takes me to get served. Seven people got served before. Really? And the person, the reason I got served was there was somebody behind. He's like, oh, she's been standing here for for a couple of people. You need to take care of her. And I'm like, oh, well, thank you very much. It's actually an experiment, but thanks. So I got my coffee. But part of what I had realized was that the colors that I had been wearing that worked really well for me when my hair was dark were no longer serving me and weren't working well for me now that my hair had color had changed. And I had just sort of disappeared because of the change of color. And we know this, and I know this because we've talked about this because I recently went full gray and wanted your opinion on colors. And it's different. It's definitely different. It's very different. Yeah, especially if your hair is dark, because what's happening is your contrast level changes. And what we notice as humans is we see contrast everywhere. That's part of what draws our eye. And so when you're, and I'm not saying not to let your hair go gray. To the contrary, I would say if you are there, go there because it is so freeing. Yes. Uh, We don't even realize, we don't even realize that we're hiding until we do it. Um, But once I kind of recalibrated and got some help because I was not a color consultant at that point, got some help and started wearing the colors that were working for me now. I was like, oh, all of a sudden I kind of reappeared and it was magical. It was literally magical. People would say things like, wow, you know, oh, you're so in love or wow, you must have had a great night's sleep last night or you're doing something differently. What's different? I'm like, yeah, just Color is a powerful, powerful weapon in our arsenal for how we feel about ourselves and how people interact with us. 
and really powerful so much, even though you and I've talked so many times, I'm, I'm always learning something. Can we go a little bit deeper? And this also stems from another conversation that you and I have had. When we talk about the emotions that are in our closet, and if you can share any, maybe a personal experience of your own, I know what I shared with you is that I have a few items of clothing in my closet that I haven't worn in quite some time, but it's been very emotionally difficult for me to send them off to someone else. Mm-hmm. There, somehow my heart is still attached and we, we have so many experiences in our life and we get so conditioned in certain ways and we carry these thoughts, these feelings, these emotions from different experiences, whether it be um, a traumatic experience or just a, you know, but whatever we carry it that shows up in our closet and it shows up with how we hide ourselves in clothing. So if you can get a little bit deeper into what's really happening in there on an emotional level. Yeah. So you're not alone, Kathleen, you and most of the women whose closets I enter and even men. And and we often think of women as being more tied to their clothing, but I will tell you, men are just as tied to what's in their wardrobes as and as we are. It's just it's just part of what we are. Because if you think about this, our clothes are our second skin. We do not go out into the world naked for the most part, right? And so our clothes are our second skin. What we wear kind of represents us. I had a um my primary school principal or not principal, headmaster, his name was Jack Mitchell. And when he would, when we would go on a field trip, he would, the bus would pull up around the front of the school and he would come out of his office. He would climb up on the bus and he would give us a little, little pep talk before we left on our class trip, wherever it was we were going. He would say, remember who you are and what you represent. That has stuck with me through my entire lifetime. Remember who you are and what you represent. Because when you get dressed and what you've bought and put in your closet in some way is representing you. What your, the things that you bought from your marriage, though, you know, those represent a piece of your life. I know frequently when I go work with a client and, you know, we open up their closet and I can tell what they're wearing, what they're not wearing. You know, a lot of the things that they're not wearing have dust on the shoulders. It's very obvious or they're shoved in the way back. And sometimes it's like, so tell me about this. Tell me about this sweater. Oh, well, that, or tell me about this shirt. Well, that was the shirt I was wearing the day my husband proposed to me. Okay. Well, that was 28 years ago. Are you still wearing it? No, but okay. So keep the memory. Let's put it in a posterity box. Let's get it out of the way of what we call your working wardrobe because your wardrobe is a toolbox and it's also a collection of memories. So if you want to hang on to those memory pieces, whether that's a wedding dress or a bridesmaid's dress or, you know, whatever, keep those, but don't keep them in the middle of all the things that you're wearing. Think of them as kind of a separate collection of history, but keeping them right there in the front of your closet isn't serving you because it's either dragging you back into the past or to a place in the future where you're hoping you'll be able to wear it again. I see this all the time. Oh, those jeans that don't fit you now, but 
you're hoping will fit you in five pounds or 10 pounds. Like that's for future you. Future used clothes shouldn't really be hanging right there in your closet because your closet needs to be reflecting who you are and where you are right now. A lot of people have a, a real love-hate relationship with their closet when they open the doors. How about you? I, you love yes. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, I love these things. Well, I'd love you to have a love-love relationship with your closet. Like there's no reason to have the hate in there because it really does drag us down and weigh us down. It's like the jeans in there that aren't fitting you are kind of taunting you. They're going, nanny, nanny, booty, you can't wear me yet. You don't, you know, you don't think of it that way. You're not thinking, but like you see them and you go, can't wear those yet, right? Mm -hmm. Anything in your closet that's making you go should not be hanging there in the plate. One of the places that you go in the morning as you're getting ready for your day, like who needs that negativity? So now there are a very few, very few people who find that kind of thing inspirational, but they are the exception, not the rule. I would say, really, what you want is you want your closet to reflect who you are and what you can wear, what you wear right now. And if that means moving 78% of the things that you own to the back of your closet or let it releasing them into the world to bless someone else, you're not wearing them anyway. There's no loss there. There's no loss. That, that's the sunk cost fallacy in action, right? You're not using them. You're not wearing them. Let somebody else get use out of them or wear them. Make me want to just run right out right now and just go in and <laughs> while I'm being inspired. <laughs> Yeah, there's really no reason to hang on to the things that are now. If you are on a maybe you're working with a personal coach and they're helping you, you know, trim down and, and get, you know, healthier, fine. Then maybe those pants that might fit in five pounds, maybe you do want to hang on to them. But I bet your body shape is going to be different than it was when you fit them. And that's a good point. That's a good point. I don't really hear much about dressing to your body shape. Mm -hmm. And it changes. And I, I know, I remember hearing Wayne Dyer, who I just love Wayne Dyer, um, speak at one time saying, I have been many bodies. I was this body at 15. I was that body at 22. I was this body at 48. And it got to me thinking that that's absolutely true. Oops. Yeah, and we change and we have to accept that changing. And I like the word aging. I don't like the word old because I think that's a state of mind. But I think in addressing to how our body shape is, is something that we really can take a little bit more um, experimenting with and seeing how that makes us feel. God, make us and, feel better. And, well, and because our body shape does change, um, you know, hormones change, body shape changes. Gravity is a harsh mistress. She makes things change as <laughs> well. I mean, there's just some, you know, it, there's, there's a way you can fight aging and that's to no longer age, which means you're pushing up daisies, right? That, that's the only way exactly. you're going to stop that process. Exactly. So embrace so, it. <laughs> yeah. So let's embrace it. And yes, well, I mean, I still have things that I can wear, you know, that from when I was 20, they're all jewelry items and scarves. <laughs> right? For a minute there, I was going to say, oh, <laughs> yeah, I still wear those. Yeah. <laughs> still feel so yes. So our body does change. And I think it's so important that we honor and love and respect the body that we're in. It is getting you around. It is serving you. It does not deserve to be treated badly. And when we just go, oh, well, I don't. Oh, so I would love to hire you when I lose 10 pounds or I'd like to hire you when 
This is something I hear a lot mm-hmm. when I can get back into those skinny jeans, get back into my jeans. No, you need to love and respect and honor the body you live in right now, right now. And to be perfectly honest, if that is one of your goals is to be you know, healthier and you're working on that plan, chances are the better you feel about yourself, you're, that's going to make that goal easier. People tend to get their, I don't want to say their goals out of order. We like to think that we work from the inside out. Like we like to think that we are, you know, logical creatures that that experience emotions, but we actually, we work both from the outside in and the inside out at the same time. Which can be confusing. Um, yes. And I have, yeah, it's not an either or, it's a yes and. Um, I have a uh, a friend who is a therapist and sometimes her therapy assignments for her patients are something as simple as, Take a shower today, get a schedule a haircut for next week, and get dressed every day this week. And that and that can be really hard if you're struggling, right? It can be really hard. I get it. And I understand that. But we can let ourselves get into that slump, I guess we could call it. We can let ourselves get into a style slump or a style rut where we stop experimenting. And you know what? This is the best time to be experimenting because we don't have what they call sumptuary laws for years. And there are still sumptuary laws around around the world and in different communities and locations, you know, that tell you what you can and can't wear. Oh, don't right? get me started. <laughs> yeah. But you know, in the sense that there are, you know, there have been laws throughout history, well, you know, right. But only, I mean, I, only this color toga can be worn by the emperor and the, yeah, you know, yeah. And during in, in the medieval ages, only, you know, only people in the master workers guild could wear this particular color, right? So yeah. And then there's the, well, you can't wear white after Labor Day or women over 60 shouldn't and don't. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get so no. hot under the collar. I know. <laughs> We've talked about this before. Yes, yeah. yeah. Oh, so I, annoying. You know, I could just, if I was a dog, all the hair on the back of my neck would be standing up right now. Makes you want to run right out and put it on or do the hair or what? Yeah. <laughs> Don't Even if it doesn't work for me, I'm going yeah, I'm gonna do it twice and take pictures just to show you. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, what are you waiting for? Are you waiting to be worthy? You're already worthy by just the sheer fact that you exist. Exactly. You are worthy. And I think, and the story I told before about Starbucks kind of illustrates this. How do you want to be treated? And are you treating yourself that way? When you put yourself last, when you deal with everything else, but you don't take care of yourself and style is self-care. When you don't take care of that, when you put yourself last, so will everybody else. And they're how we roll right over into relationships and how it affects Yes, they yes. will see, they will see that you are not respecting yourself and they will give you the respect that you're asking for. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of times we think about what do, and what do you value? It's, it's a very big question. What do you value and what you choose to add to your wardrobe? You know, does it look like a rummage sale in there? Does it look like a, a custom curated boutique? What, what happens when you open those doors? Because that's saying something to you every day when you open the closet. Am I dressing from what looks like a Goodwill closet? Or am I dressing from what looks like something special for me? What do you value? How do you want to be treated? We just asked that. What do you value? And there's an old, there's an old joke. You know, we want to find out what people value. Look at their calendar and their checkbook. 
well, today I would say look at their debit or credit statement, right? And their calendar. What do you value? Is that reflected in the data? Do you, do you value you? And if you don't, then we need to do some work and find out why not, right? Yes, because it's really digging. about taking your power back and you can take a lot of power back just in your closet alone. Yes, just by, okay, I want to, how do I want to show up? How do I want to show up today? What, what, what is my purpose today? How do I want to show up and how do I want people to treat me and respect me? Um, one of the things that makes me so sad is when I hear women, and I also hear men do this all the time, when somebody compliments them oh. and they start backpedaling, oh, no, this old thing, no, oh, and I just had a horrible, not, not, no, 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 stop, just stop. When somebody compliments you, the response is, it's a gift. What do you do when somebody gives you a gift? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's all you need to say. Thank you. Yes, it feels super awkward. It feels incredibly awkward. I get it. But just take a deep breath and say, thank you. And if they say you look great today, thank you. And you could even say, I feel great today. That's okay. You do not have to say, oh, this old thing, or I've had this for, no, just thank you. You don't, don't refuse the gift. Do not refuse the gift. Now, there may be times where you don't want that gift because there's something easy about the person giving it. Mm. And then you just say, you know, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with the way this discussion is going. That's, and that's setting a boundary. That is not, that's not the same thing. But if it's just somebody you know and with whom you have a good relationship, then yes, thank you is all you need to say. And it's so nice to, I, I often like to say openly to, if I see a woman who is wearing something, you just, she just catches your eye. Or mm -hmm. even if not, if they just look like they have put themselves together to go out and feel good, I'd like to compliment them. Hey, your hair looks great. I love your earrings. I love your shirt, whatever. And it's just, and when they do say, well, thank you. And they're, they get that smile, that look in their eyes. It's a beautiful thing to mm -hmm. accept that compliment. It yes. really is. And I think we need to do that more with each other so that we get used to hearing that compliment and taking it and embracing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you, yes. Just amen. I'll give you, I'll give you all the amens on that one. And so generational, generationally, excuse me, there's a real kind of divide on this as well, because there's a lot of people who are like, well, making comments about people's appearances is not necessarily appropriate. And I get that depending on where it's coming from, right? You know, a supervisor at work commenting on how you look today may not be appropriate, appropriate. but woman to woman, man to man, you know, it, even, you know, man to woman, woman to man, depending, it's, it's not that you're saying, oh, you look hot today. That's, but wow, you're just shining today. I love your energy, right? Those comments. That's the difference. Yes. It's because it's the energy that you're yes. seeing. And so even if that compliment is, wow, you are just shining today, or your energy is so fabulous today, that 
they're picking, you're picking up on the signals they're sending by what they're wearing, how they're carrying themselves. All of that plays in. Because we carry Um, ourselves so differently when we're really liking what we're wearing. Yes, we do. And we, like we said, like in our culture, we like to pretend that's not true, but I dare anybody to, and I, I can probably find a video of this too, but the first time you see somebody put on, for example, uh, somebody at boot camp or somebody in, in, you know, putting on their military uniform for the first time, their dress uniform, mm-hmm. when you see what happens to the way they stand, yeah. to the way they hold themselves and the way they move, it is a completely different experience. Yeah, I've had that. I, yes. Yeah. I've seen it with my, you know, I've seen it turning women around in front of the mirror and all of a sudden they see themselves differently and the shoulders go back and the head comes up. And it's like, why not, why not use that feeling to your advantage? We forget how good it feels to wear what makes us feel good about us. And then how that carries over to every other aspect of our life. All of our relationships. Yes. All of our relationships. It it does. Because when we are putting out that good energy, like we were just saying, other people respond to that. Mm-hmm. They respond to that positivity. They respond to that, that grace or whatever it is that you're feeling. Um, I joke. So I have, I don't, it's not here. It's not here with me. I've had lately, I have been like, crushing on these gigantic big flower brooches. Yes, I've, I've been wearing them a lot. Like there's certain things that will make other human beings smile and they'll make you smile too. Like a big, huge, patently fake flower brooch. I'm not saying this is for everybody, their style, right? It will put a smile on everybody's face that you pass. I kid you not. Uh, bright red lips will usually make people smile when they see you. Red shoes will do it too. Red, almost everybody will smile when they see you wearing red shoes. It's just a little thing or color. Maybe it's yellow shoes or whatever. It's little things. Color is powerful. What we wear is powerful, both for us and for the people around us. But like you were saying, those relationships, like the relationship you have with your closet and with your wardrobe, it reflects on your relationship with yourself and all the people around you. So, you know, there's little things that you can do and it doesn't, I'm not telling you to run out and buy a whole new wardrobe because you need to start with what you have, where you are. That was my next question. If you could offer maybe a tip or two that someone can take and start right now. Okay. First thing I would say is grab the five things you love most in your closet. And hopefully you've got at least five things in there that make you happy, that make you smile, that put a smile on your face. Maybe it's a color. Maybe it's you like the way that flows when you walk, right? You don't, it it doesn't have to be anything special. One of my favorite things is a $15 swing dress that I bought on Amazon, but I love the way it moves when I walk. Makes me feel graceful and I am not a graceful human being. So pick five things and hang them in the front of your closet hang them in the front of your closet and make a point of wearing one of those things every day. Just something every day when you get dressed, make sure that you are wearing something that makes you happy. It could be a necklace. Maybe it makes, maybe there's a necklace that makes you feel loved because it was a gift. Okay. 
wear that necklace. Maybe it's your blouse with the, all the colors that makes you happy. Maybe for me, it's the big flower brooch because it, it puts a smile on my face when I see it. Wear something that puts a smile on your face every day. There should be something in there. If there isn't, then there's a question, why is that? Did somebody else buy your clothes for you? Are you just in a new phase in your life? And so, okay, we need to start exploring that for sure, for sure. So yeah, I would say move five, find five things you love, wear something every day for a week, something that you love. Start accepting compliments. Take that big deep breath and just say thank you. And when I say wear something you love, I mean every day, every freaking day. And then also come back to the point where you said about putting, what is the word for taking things that are tied to your emotions and put them in some type of box? Yes. I, I So I take a lot of, uh, for, especially for clients and even for, I have a posterity box, that things that I want to save because they have meaning. They are memory pieces, but they don't need to be cluttering up my closet, right? So I fold and, and when you hang them in your closet as well, you're not, they're not going to last as long because rubbing against the other things in your closet, they're going to get worn. They're going to get damaged. So take those pieces that are special. Maybe it's that bridesmaid's dress you wore at your sister's wedding or whatever, fold it up and store it in a box and then put those boxes up on the top shelf of your closet. So the memories are there where you can see them, but they're not hanging fooling you into thinking you have choices because they're not choices. Those aren't wardrobe choices. They're not, they're not options to wear. I mean, unless you wear a ball gown to go to the playground with your grandchild, you might, who you knows, might. maybe that's your style. And if that's what you want to do that day, <laughs> knock yourself out. It would be kind of Obviously. fun matching your, if you have a granddaughter and she's a Cinderella, yes. Cinderella, we could what, do, a, what a fun yeah. day that would be. Yeah. We could do granny and me, granny and me outfits, <laughs> knock yourself out. But I think it's that it's that about you part. What makes you feel good about you? Yeah, if you want to wear a ball gown and a jean jacket to the playground, go for it. If that's what makes you feel good about you and makes you happy, that's that's a good choice then. Now, some people might say that's not a, a stylish choice. Um, that's not the tasteful choice. I'm tired of the tyranny of good taste. Because it's not about, it's about self-expression. So do you remember the 1980s? It was all about dress for success. Yes. Uh -huh. You remember that Absolutely. whole thing with the tie, Definitely. you know, the little floppy bow ties yeah. and the lasers and oh, we were all supposed them. to look like men as we ran <laughs> off to work, right? Yeah, there was dress for success. And then kind of the 90s, we moved into dress to impress. There was a lot of Armani suits and big shoulders. and um, But we're really in an age now where it is dress to express which is how it has been for millennia and really ought to be because we're, you know, when it comes to Maslow's hierarchy, we are not just dressing to cover our nakedness. Most of us, right. Especially if you're watching this, you're, you've got technology, you're, you're watching this summit because you are not on that bottom scale of Maslow's hierarchy where it's all about survival. So let's, let's move up toward that self-actualization part because you can use yeah, Let, let's just let's just move up the hierarchy. We're not just covering our nakedness. We are trying to kind of express ourselves. And it may be difficult because you may not know who you are now. Like we said, you may be in that part where, hmm, am I is this still working for me? And that is that's a really important question. You know, when you get there in your closet, it's about what what is working for me? 
What is not working for me? One of the most powerful exercises, and this is the other thing that I would tell everybody to do, is shove everything over in your closet, except for those five pieces that you love that we just talked about, because you're going to put those right at the front so that you can wear them. Clear about a, a foot on your, on your rod. Clear about a foot. And kind of just tie two ribbons on your, on your closet rod or whatever. You might have those hangy, shelfy things, whatever. Just tie two ribbons on there. And whatever it is you're wearing today, when you go to put it away, hang it up in between those two ribbons. And for the next month, and this is a perfect time, right? So next month, for the next 30 days, you hang everything you wear, you move it into that area. Because I find many women and men really do not know what they wear. And so, and you know, when you need to move that down a little bit, you'll need to move that piece along the rod once, you know, you get after a week or two of clothes because it won't all fit. But when you go back and look at a month at what you're actually wearing, what is it you really wear? That can help you make more informed decisions. Definitely. It can, yeah. it can help. It's data. It helps yeah. you know what you wear, what you're comfortable in, what you're happy in, hopefully, because hopefully you're dressing in a way that makes you happy. What you're not wearing will be just as illuminating. And that is, that's the basis. That's where you want to start. That's your starting spot. Like when we say, take what you have with what you have, do what you have with, ah, excuse me, do what you can with what you have, where you are, this space in your closet, the clothes you wear in a month, that's your, where you are. That, that is what you're actually wearing. About myself. <laughs> and that's a power, knowing that information. Oh, okay. So no, I don't wear dresses or yes, I love to wear dresses in the summer when it's hot. Like that piece of information is important. No, I don't wear shorts. Like I know a lot of women, particularly old, you know, women like in our age range who don't wear shorts because they feel really uncomfortable in shorts. Okay. So don't wear shorts. That's fine. Nobody's telling you you need to, but then know that. Because people will get, well, I need shorts. Well, do you actually wear shorts? Oh, no, 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 no. Right. This piece of my closet is telling me right here, I never wear shorts. There's there's an answer. No, I don't need that pair of shorts. No matter what the retailer or the girl in the store or my best friend is telling me. Because if I don't wear that item, then I can I can refuse that. Don't I can spend just spend the money on no. it. The money you can save by buying stuff that just aren't you. Yes. Yes. And the more fun you can have picking the pieces that are for you. That are for you and that make you happy. Yes. Yeah. Well, this has been just so I, I always learn so much more. Every time we talk, I learn so much more. And, you know, all of our, when you hear relationship, people automatically think partner relationship, but we have a multitude of relationships that just throughout our life. And it's amazing the things I, that I don't think we think of on a day-to-day -day basis that actually do affect all of those relationships. And of course, the most important relationship is always the one we have with ourselves. Ourselves. So I do hope and I do believe that there is so much wealth of information in here that you can begin using today that Liz has shared and just take a cup of tea or a glass of wine and go into your closet and explore. Yes. And please. just see, experiment and see where you can begin. Feel free. Liz's contact information, her website is closetplay.biz, closetplay.biz. 
And please feel free to reach out to her if you have any questions or would like more conversation in, in what she does. And like I said, she's just she's just fantastic. She's only given a wealth, but there's still a wealth more of what she has. I'm I'm personally blessed to know her and experience her wisdom. And it's always a blessing. So I want to thank Liz for sharing your personal experiences and all of your information and your expertise and just your smile. You, I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen you not smiling. And I want to thank everyone else for joining us. Stay tuned for more on relationship rescues. And I wish everyone an absolutely joyful, incredibly blessed day. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. And thank you. So what do you think is going on in your closet? I know I was pretty amazed when I started examining mine. <clears throat> and with the work that I do, of course, part of the work with coaching um, women does involve going back and looking through our history, your history. And apparently some of that is in our closet. So I've had my own work to do in mine. So I hope you did find some inspiration from this interview today with Liz. Please feel free to reach out to her. You can find Closet Play Image on Instagram and Facebook. So please reach out to her and I will have her contact information in the show notes, of course. And I also want to take this opportunity, a couple of opportunities to say and always remind that if you think that this episode can help one other, even if it's just one other person, please feel free to share with them because that is what we're all about is helping women find their way, their way not how others think that they should. So I thank you so much for joining me today. And I do also want to share with you that as a stress and lifestyle management coach for women and restorative yin yoga teacher for stress relief for women, I currently have a program in place that is called Stress Relief On and Off the Mat. Yes, it is and includes restorative yin yoga. <clears throat> Excuse me, you do not need to have any experience prior in yoga. If you'd like to have some information on how you can actually, and let's look at, we're coming into October, so let's look at what's coming next. We have Thanksgiving, we have um, all the holidays that are coming up in the next few months. So we find that they do tend to bring a little bit more stress, but if you would like to have some tips on how to ebb and flow through these holidays with a little bit more ease and uh, less stress and maybe less desire to, um, well, we'll just say less desire to, um, let's just say calmer dealing with relatives through the holidays. <laughs> Please reach out. I will have my contact information and you can go to my website, which is KM Your Life Your Way kmyourlifeyourway.com. And there is a page called shop. And that is currently there, the offer. And it, it is at a reduced price right now for those that are a member of the Your Life Your Way community. The price will be going up and I'm not using that as a tactic. It's just I've given a reduced price for a short period of time for those who are in the community as a as a wonderful thank you. And with that being said, this is an opportunity to learn how to restore yourself back to balance and out of that fight or flight mode. You know, learn to remember how to quiet your mind and to relax your body, you know, enhance the immune system, improve your sleep and improve strength and flexibility. 
because these sessions are live, eventually I will have them recorded that you can purchase and, and watch at your leisure. Because these episodes are live, I am only taking a few clients at a time because you know there are just so many hours in a day. And I will absolutely, if you reach out to me and you say, gee, I want to, and I say, I'm, I've reached my limit at this point, I will put you on a waiting list and get you in ASAP. If this program that you see on there is a little too much for you right now, it is eight sessions, and you'd like to have a little bit, something more tweaked, maybe just you know a little shortened, something for you, let's have a conversation and see where you're at and see if we can't work something together that is a little bit smaller for you and what you need right now for you. So again, you can reach me, find my website, www.kmyourlifeyourway.com. You can email me at kmyourlifeyourway at gmail.com. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. Please share the episode with someone. If you find it in your heart to leave a review and stars, it does help us grow the community and reach as many women as possible to help them find their way their way. I wish you much joy, peace, and blessings. Thank you.